Welcome to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Barb. And thank you for joining us again. We really appreciate uh, all the follows and the questions and the comments that we've been getting. It's been wonderful. So we appreciate that. And we will get on with doing our uh, cards. And this time we've decided to do cards again. <laughs> we did. We like to switch it up. Being that today we're going to be talking about, I don't know if we already mentioned that. Oh, no. We didn't. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about pendulums and psychometry and palmistry. So with that, we figured the cards were a good deal. So here we go. Uh, I drew the Angel of Balance, and it's from the Energy Oracle Cards. By Sandra Ann Taylor. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the Angel of Balance is being centered and self-honoring in your choices. It's a really, really pretty card. Okay. The Loving Presence holds a picture of a liquid light in front of the pyramids, reminding you that a strong destiny relies on a solid foundation of personal balance and emotional equanimity. Equanimity. <laughs> okay, that was hard. Okay, although things may have been out of sync in the past, this card is telling you that a greater equilibrium is now coming into your life. Remain conscious about how you are balancing your goals and your physical and emotional energy as well. Whenever you get yourself feel getting off center and losing focus, call upon the beautiful angel and bring her intention into your heart center. Your intuition will lead you to the in the right direction, and the angel will guide you to a peaceful and centered approach. Sorry about that error. Anyways, that's a beautiful card. It is very beautiful. And we'll post a picture of the cards again, just so you guys can see them and and just you know get your own intuition if you want from them as well so true um okay so mine that i drew is from the psychic tarot by john holland and it's the financial and material changes card and it was kind of cool when i drew it because it's got a big hand on it although it's not upside down to do palmistry on it it was kind of <laughs> cool just because it was a hand and that's what we were going to discuss so uh this number Five physical card represents changes, challenges, and losses, usually related to material or financial concerns. You may be losing some of the things around you, but you must acknowledge and know that besides existing as a physical being, you're an incredibly incredible and resourceful spiritual entity. Use your powerful forces within to help you through this difficult period. Everything changes for a reason, and this time isn't meant to be a punishment. Know that your current conditions will transform for the better. A positive question to ask yourself now is, what did I learn from this and how can I avoid it in the future? Remember that there are lessons to be understood in everything. It's up to you and you alone to decide how long it will take you for, will take for you to learn them. Very cool. Yeah. I have a cold right now, so that Kimmy is going to be doing a lot of the reading and we're just going to do the discussions after. <laughs> so bear with us if you will, please. Yes. Um, okay, so talk about pendulums. So both mom and I own, I have at least three or four. <laughs> <laughs> and we were asked by one of our listeners if we would talk about pendulums. So that inspired this podcast. It did. And it was interesting because I'd already been using the pendulum quite a bit before our Taylor even asked us about this. 
But um, since then, it's even inspired more use. So it's been kind of interesting. Thanks, Taylor. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so pendulums are often used as tools for spiritual healing and inner growth. Defined as objects attached at the end of a string or a metal chain when suspended from a stationary position, a pendulum will swing back and forth or in a circular motion. Uh, how they help with healing, pendulums promote healing with the process of dousing, which seeks out invisible energies. And this connects people to higher energy spiritually and can help locate any blocks in energy. Just talking about that. I should mm -hmm. use my pendulum. Uh, they are used as a form of reflection by asking questions to receive guidance, awareness, and understanding. Balancing one's chakras is also possible with pendulums, as pendulums tend to pick up subtle vibrations to clear the body and balance your mind, body, and spirit. Thus, pendulum objects can help uh, relieve forms of pain, whether emotional or physical. To this end, it's important when using a crystal pendulum to choose a method of cleansing or clearing crystal prior to the divination in session, whether it to be for healing or dousing for an answer. Hmm, cool. So uh, that was cool. And you were just talking about cleansing your pendulums. We'll have to discuss that. Yes, we will. So how to use a pendulum. Holistic healers use a pendulum for measuring energy fields or as a dousing tool for divination purposes. You choose a pendulum, choosing a pendulum, it is important to allow pendulum to choose you rather than the other way around. Choosing a pendulum in person is the best way to realize which one catches the eye. Touching it and feeling a temperature change or a subtle vibration may mean it is a lucky one. If the way it looks and feels seems right, then it's the one. Uh, cleansing the pendulum can be done by holding it under running cold tap water, soaking it in sea salt, or setting a mental intention to free it of possible picked up energies. After cleansing the pendulum, carry it around with you to see how it feels. Um, pendulums swing in vertical straight lines, horizontal straight lines, and in circular movements. This can be done side by side, front and back, clockwise, counterclockwise, in an elliptical motion, or even in a bobbing movement up and down, which often indicates a strong affirmative action. Define the directional swings. So this is basically how you do it. You assign each directional swing a response by first asking the pendulum to show you what certain responses look like. For example, start off by asking, what does a no look like? And then subsequently, what does a yes look like? That's it, what I do all the time. Yeah. Is I, I um, ask it first, is my name Barb Ryan? And if it tells me yes, because that would be the answer, <laughs> then I know that that is my yes answer. Sometimes I reaffirm it and say, well, is that a my yes answer? And then whatever way the, the pendulum swings, then I'll know that, yes, it's, it's correct sort of thing because they both swung the same way. And then I know that any other answer after that would be my no answer. Some people also ask the no answer because it could come in a different way. So, um, you know, I don't do that, but you can. And it's just real cool because it really does work. Yeah. And for myself, I ask every time as well before I use a pen. I haven't used my pendulum in a long time, but when I do use it, I do ask every time before I use it. It's generally speaking, always the same direction for the generally, yes. Yeah. But I always like like you to confirm that and i also cleanse mine too each time before i use it because i leave it out and so it's being affected by the energy around me every day so before i pick it up to use it i do cleanse it i 
do it with my Reiki and of course with the intention of clean, cleaning it as well. So that works good. Yeah. And I, I like to put mine out in the moonlight when it's a full moon. I, if I remember to do that with my, even my crystals <laughs> and, and everything. I mean, it's nice because where my room is, my curtains are often open and that comes in here anyways. Yeah, but, moonlight. Yeah. yeah. But you, you can smudge it or whatever you want to get to do it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But it is good to get rid of that energy, even if it's just yourself using it. So. Yep. Um, a question should be one that can be answered with a positive, negative, or neutral response. Uh, good question example. Will I be offered the job I interviewed for this morning? And a poor question example would be, will my pregnant cousin deliver a boy or a girl? Because it, it, that's, not, that's not what the pendulum is about. No, so, no. you know, you could ask... Is she having a boy? And then is she having a girl? And see what it says. But yeah. um, And set your intention. It's imperative to proceed the question session with a peripheral request or statement. For example, that may be as simple as saying something along the lines of, it is my intention to receive truthful answers, which will serve the good of all concerned. Do you say anything before you? Uh, I guess when I'm blessing the... The pendulum, I am, in fact, uh, saying I call upon you to clean out any negative energies and, you know, pull the, you know, good energy my way as I'm using it. So, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't used my long. It, Actually, it's, so it, long, it, it's true, too, because um, talking about this, we were, we're working with energy. Okay. So pendulums and hand, palmistry and psychometry is all with energy. So we're picking up the energy from that. So just so you know what we're working with at this time. Yeah. Um, so five tips for when using it. Uh, before practicing these exercises, ensure the following materials are included. A pendulum, your intentional mindset, um, accept information, and but use your instinct as well because you will know, right? If and I mean, I think we've all been guilty of this, or I have for sure been guilty of this. If I don't like the answer, the pendulum comes. Sometimes I try to ask it in a different way, <laughs> yeah. hoping for a different answer. It generally does not give you the different answer that you're looking for. So, and the other thing that's neat is the pendulum actually has been around for like centuries and it's been used in clocks and stuff over the years. So, it's nothing really new. Um, it's really quite, uh, quite a long time that's been around. So that's good information as well. It is. And, and it is true that when you go in person to find a pendulum, they do kind of call out to you. You just know it's for you and you know, as soon as you pick it up, it's kind of like the crystals, right? You hold them in your hands and you get that energy off of them. That's right. That's you, what you want is your energy. You can Correct ask your angels. Yeah. You can ask your angels, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So, do we have anything else to discuss on pendulums? No, I think that? that pretty much takes that into to what we need to do. It's it's uh, kind of it was just cool that uh, we're talking about the pendulums being that I've been using them so much lately and um, just wanted to work with the energy a little bit more again to renew my senses with it as well as uh, um how the pendulum can help you this was interesting in the dousing because you can use that over water to cleanse it right yeah so um that is also 
really cool because it cleanses the water, but also you can get a vision from the water from the pendulum. Um, should you be inclined to do that? I haven't been able to do that personally. Almost like a scrying of it? It's just like a scrying. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually interesting. I just found my scry again too. Oh. So <laughs> isn't that cool? Um, so yeah, I guess that's something else we'll have to talk about down the road. But yeah, um, yeah, the pendulum is pretty cool to work with. Try it out. It, yeah, it's nice. And, and I mean, when you're asking the questions, it's mostly a personal thing. I don't think you generally ask questions for other people. I, I guess you could, but I, in my opinion, it's a more of a personal thing. I think if you were using a pendulum, if you were doing a healing session, yes. then that would be more about, but it's still kind of you connecting with your higher guide to assist you in the healing. That's right. So it's still, even though you're sort of using with somebody else, it's still kind of personal. It is, yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. So we will talk about, uh, we'll leave that one. We'll do the psychometry. So, <laughs> and then we'll do the palmistry because mom is quite good with palmistry. I, I only oh, know, cute. I only know about two or three lines. I can rock the lifeline. That's about the one I can. <laughs> okay. So psychometry is reading objects with the power of touch. Psychometry is one of the many forms of scrying or in non-psychic terms, a way of seeing something that cannot typically be seen. Psychometry relies on touch and tangible physical objects objects. Psychometry is reading the energy of a physical object. The reading you will usually get will have to do with the object's history. It might be images, smells, emotions, sounds, any of the other senses associated with memories and feelings. The object will have its own history and will also give you an idea of the history of its owner. Most psychometrists, especially in the beginning, have to hold the object in their hands to be able to read it. Further down the line, you may be able to sense or read the object without ever having to hold it all. For smaller, lightweight objects, it's best to hold them in your hands until your skills improve. For heavy, huge or heavy objects, simply place your hands on the item should be enough as long as you're comfortable and relaxed. These readings should be easy and fun. So the way that it works is psychometry is reading the lingering energy and images left behind in an object people are made entirely of energy our energy leaves an energetic imprint on everything and everyone we interact with so in essence objects associated with us will hold a vibration of what has been impressed upon them including our energy or aura true for a real life example have you ever written in the fog on your mirror after a shower and your message will remain become visible every time the mirror fogs up in the future until it undergoes a cleaning cleaning. This is similar to psychometry. The messages are not visible under normal circumstances, but with the right method, these messages remain. That was kind of a good analogy of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, when you're reading an object's energy, you're reading its aura much like we have auras. That is what you are tapping into when using psychometry. Hopefully the mere analogy helped you understand it a little more. The other thing to remember about psychometry is that objects with more meaning, um, is that objects with more meaning and that were used more will have more energy and therefore give better readings. It's also true that metal objects hold more energy compared to other objects. So like, so their analogy here is, so a wedding ring will hold more energy than a pair of gloves that were only worn once. That's right. Uh, some of the signs that you might be inclined to psychometry include, uh, Antique stores make you feel weird or give off a strong vibe. Totally. 
You cannot own used furniture. Totally. You feel uncomfortable <laughs> in spaces with too many objects, too much energy. <laughs> yes. You cannot wear old clothes or use jewelry. Sometimes that's very true unless you cleanse them first. Yeah. Pawn shops make you feel overwhelmed. Oh, yes. And you feel you must impulsively wash your hands after picking up used objects. True. And I think we're both that way. Like, I mean, I can use those things, but I always cleanse my stuff when I bring it home from yes. anywhere. Yeah, it's a good idea because, um, you know, you don't know how many people have touched it. And, um, you know, it goes with, you know, if you have something in your home and you want, a psychic or something to read it uh, or to see if they pick up on it. Um, you know, the more people that use it or work with it, now she's got to work with all the different energies that are coming out of that. Even though she will get the one there, he will, um, or the person that used it, but it becomes a little more foggy when it's been handled a lot by the different family members or whatever. So that could be, um, sort of something to keep in your mind too when it comes to psychometry. But yes, like Kim said, blessing things when you bring things home, you know, especially if it's jewelry and things like that, clothing, um, you know, it's a good idea because you don't want to put that in your closet. Um, I mean, we could go on to some negative sides of it, but we won't do that. Um, but, <laughs> you know, and just saying that the more that um, uh, you get to know the objects and things like that when we're holding on to them we do get the energies from it and it does tell us different things about that person not always because some people don't want you to read them and that goes with anybody that you read anytime so some people they feel like they want to be read and they say what they give you something in psychometry but if they really don't want to know the answers from it it won't come and if they do try to come to the person that's doing the reading male or female, um, then spirit oftentimes will stop them from delivering that message anyways. So it's a really quite an interesting way of um, reading energy. It is. And I find like, I like to garage sale, but again, same thing, right? And I'm sure any of you will notice if you've ever gone and picked something up from, and not saying don't go to antique stores and stuff, but if you've ever picked up something from an antique store or a pawn shop or a garage sale or it's been given to you secondhand by somebody. Um, it's more if you don't know the person, but even sometimes if you do know the person, because you don't know necessarily what the emotional attachment with that That's object right. was. Behind closed door thing. Yeah. Right. And so if you bring it home, if you've ever noticed a not cleanse something and then been like, oh, I got kind of weird feeling, picky feeling, the energy feels off in my house, it could very well be what you brought in which doesn't necessarily mean it shouldn't be in your house. It sometimes does mean that. <laughs> sometimes you bring something home and you're like, yeah, that's just got to leave my house again. It's going away. But a lot of times if you cleanse it, then it will. So, And then, I mean, you could, have, again, you could ask your pendulum if that's what you're using. Is this an object that should be mine? True. And a thing about psychometry too is um, a lot of um, – police and things like that will ask people, uh, psychics, mediums, that kind of thing for help. And oftentimes it's just a commentary that does it for them because they'll give them a piece of material or something from the person that's missing uh, in order to help find them. So um, that is often found with the um, 
with to do with crime and murders and that kind of thing. Yeah, it was interesting. And and it's easy to do, so you can certainly give it a shot. This is how you basically do them. First, you wash your wash your hands and dry them. Um, you don't have to be hospital sterile, but you must wash off any energies that could interfere with your reading. You rub your hands together to create a friction and warm up your energy. And now to test if there's energy present, you keep the palms of your hands facing each other and pull them apart very slowly to about a quarter inch away from each other. If there's a thick sort of sensation between your palms or some kind of energy, if so, you're all set. If not, rub them again and create some more energy. Uh, pick up or hold the item in your hands. It's probably best to start with something small and personal. Jewelry works really well when you're practicing on this. Yeah, it does. Um, this will make it easier for you. Ask a fam family friend or somebody close to you if you hold theirs. Um, relax. Close your eyes if you want. And then just open yourself up and just go with what you feel. Like, what do you feel? What do you sense what do you taste do you get a vision in your head and say it and trust it because you have yeah. trust um, you can't do it some questions that you can ask who is the owner of this object can you get a sense of the owner's personality what sort of memories and experiences did the owner have while wearing or using this object is the owner still alive or have they passed on so and it just tells you don't be discouraged if you don't get it right away if you try it and you don't get anything it doesn't mean that you can't do it it just means you need to try keep trying yeah everything takes practice and, right? and be open to it right so everything takes practice it's just the way it is um and believe it. i think it's uh relying in on your own senses what you're seeing or feeling is a really um big thing to yeah. it and it says even skeptical science says that psychometry is rooted in truth anyone can perform psychometry and most experts believe it is a natural ability of the human mind it's just a matter of practice and honing the skill any and all objects particularly those with significant emotion or material meaning hold the vibrations or energy of the past so yeah i just thought it was neat i'll, I'll share the links to where i got all this Lovely information. <laughs> Love the internet. <laughs> yes, thank goodness for the internet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So give it a try and maybe shoot us a, a message if you give the pendulum or the psychometry a try and how it worked out for you. And True. Sometimes, too, with the psychometry, um, you can just pick it up and feel it. It's a matter, again, of intention and what you're thinking about it. But of course, that uh, too takes practice as well. So, but don't be disillusioned if something doesn't come through because oftentimes they don't want you to read them anyway. So that's okay. And you can't explain that to the person that's sitting there and wants you to give them the information because you cannot make spirit give you something they don't want to give you. So just don't get disillusioned by that either. So, but it's a commentary. It's really cool to fool around with. It, yeah, it is. It is a fun, a fun one to do. And I know for myself, as far as you say, as people not being read, I know one time I had a guy that was coming to my house and start doing the reading for him, pull cards and start doing the cards. And I can't see anything. All I can see is this brick wall. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. like, you know, is it me? Am I nervous? Am I anxious? I'm like asking my guides, you know, can you please help me read this guy? And 
I finally said to, to the guy, I said, you know what? All I see is a brick wall. So I'm sorry, like this yep. reading isn't going to happen because you don't want me to read you. And no, I do. He said, I said, well, you don't because it's yep. this brick wall. And as soon as I said it and he confirmed it, the bricks came down. I was like, okay, I can do your reading. <laughs> I was like, can you just take out one or two bricks so I can see a little bit? Cause otherwise there's no point in us going. Forward. Well, that's true. And then that's happened to me too, where I've handed the cards back to them and said to them, I think you really need to redo these again, because obviously uh, this isn't working for me. Um, I think too, is it's delivery. Sometimes when our spirit guides deliver something to us, maybe you're not picking up on exactly what we're trying to say to you. So the answers would be, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But as the reading goes on, whether it's uh, a commentary or whatever, um, you'll find out that, yes, it comes through that how you delivered it was just wasn't being picked up by the person that was sitting in front of you. So that happens too. But it's still a, a, a cool thing to do. I haven't done some, I actually did some commentary that, that long ago uh, when I was reading these girls. And uh, that was, it was like, wow, I haven't done this for a while. I think I even said that. Um, but it was very neat to get back into it and touch into it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you just never know when it's going to come in your way. It made me think when we were, when I was getting this information for, for this podcast, it reminded me of that time and where it says that you don't necessarily have to touch something. It reminded me of that time that we were, well, you more so I was aiding you in the clearing and there was that picture and you said to the person without really even touching the person picture, just by being near it, you were like, you need to get rid of that picture. I don't know who that is or what it is, but that picture cannot stay there because it was terrible. And I just, it just made me think of that when I was. Well, yeah, that's yeah, a while ago. Yeah, so. <laughs> so just as a reminder, we wanted to remind you too, when you're doing this kind of stuff, as we always like to harp, <laughs> no, encourage, encourage, um, is to make sure you're protecting yourself before you do this. Because again, it's energy work and you're dealing with energy. And the last thing you want to do is have that energy attached to you. So you, it's really important that you white light yourself or smudge yourself or whatever feels best for you and your way of protecting yourself. But a white light around you is a white light is very smart because you know if there is anything that was negative attached to that you really don't want it, it to be yours and also not always do you want to read that either so um yeah please um protect yourself yeah because it can come through yeah any any form of it doesn't matter what you're doing energetically rather you're doing healings or you're you know, you're playing with something like pendulums or psychometry, palmistry, tarot cards. It doesn't matter what you're using. It's really important to white light yourself. Yep. Very. So, okay. And now some palmistry. So palm reading is also known as chiromancy. It is indeed an ancient art of interpreting other hands or palms to categorize them based on their shapes, lengths, positions, etc. Through studying the lines in the palm, palmatives palmists will be intuitive enough to unfold a lot of hidden facts about the querents and then foresee their potential growth on the whole. As soon as the hands are interpret, interpreted, oh my goodness, that was a hard word for me today. <laughs> 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 Ooh, 
Practitioners shall keep their focused eyes on the types of palms, thumbs, fingers, and many visible lines, including the headline, the lifeline, the fate line, the heart line, and so on. And we'll post a picture too of, I found one online of, it just basically shows you where the different lines is. I saw a thing on TikTok to, today, actually though, and it was talking about these lines here. And they're actually called witch marks. Okay. And then it means if you have lines there and the more lines that you have there means that you're a healer. That and is, and so where I'm, po where I'm pointing to her, because <laughs> you can't see, is <laughs> by your baby finger, just under your baby finger. So, yeah. So it was, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. That is very cool. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything to... Same yeah um the thing i have to say is i thought this was really interesting uh they say that the lines are formed on the palms um before we even give birth um mm -hmm. that the fetus holds its this fist closed while they're inside of us and it isn't until after the baby is born the fetus is born that they actually open our hands to reveal what their future is wow and yeah i thought that was really really an interesting thing that is cool um only because when uh, i remember when the, the philip particularly which was kimmy's uh, youngest son was in her stomach and and he and i went in and had a little chat with him um and um and it's true they do have their hands closed so i mean i i, I don't know you've seen some pictures where they look like they're open but i guess you can't read their lines there for sure but um yeah, I thought that was a really good tidbit of news because uh, if you pick up people's hands when they're young and you read them, they don't have a lot of lines on them, right? Because they haven't really done anything in this world unless they've been reborn a bunch of times and then they may have lines, more lines on it. That's something else we can get into another time. But um, the more lines and stuff that's on your hands, um, shows how many times you've been around in this world. And so if you're a new soul or an old soul and that kind of thing. So palmistry is really cool for that too. Yeah, it is definitely very, it's a very, very neat thing. And yeah. So it says uh, the head, the headline. So we'll talk about the headline first. Okay. This one said it's located directly in the center of your palm. This key line unveils the lessons you need to learn during your lifetime. The headline is critical in molding your fate, and it's a snapshot into your keenest interests and intellectual pursuits on a deep cerebral level. The complexity of one's endeavors is revealed by how deep the line is, whereas the length represents their extent. Breaks in the line could either indicate a significant breakthrough in your life or a mental struggle. So how do you read the headline? Because this is more your baby than mine, because not that I can't do some of it, but... You know, it's funny for me because I've been doing palms for, I can hardly remember how long I've been doing palms. And now when I pick up a palm of somebody's hand, because my, you're going to have all kinds of uh, people saying different things about this. But I feel that if you're right-handed, your right hand is what you want. And the left hand then would be the one that is going to really dictate what's going to be and vice versa. But some people read both hands because it gives them um, more information, which is true. But when I pick up a hand, um, I look at the different lines and different little bars and things like that shows traumas and that to me. 
um, particularly in a person's life. So I read all the lines kind of sort of the same way. That way it tells me how much trauma they've had in their lives and stuff like that. And then I think after that, I just go on my little trip, <laughs> whatever that is that uh, tells me that I am uh, more in depth with that person. Okay. Energy again. Exactly. Uh, the heart line, this says above the headline lies the heart line, AKA the love line, the highest horizontal line on the palm. It rules all matters of the heart, including sexuality, romance, commitment, and friendship. Once you find it, determine if it begins below the index or middle finger. The former spotlights whether or not you're content in a relationship. The latter reveals that you may be feeling bored or restless. Depth is related to how meaningful a relationship is, while the length is associated with how long the union was or will be. If you see breaks, that could indicate that you've had numerous lovers or were unfaithful. Of course, fractures aren't a green light for infidelity or promiscuity. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did it say that it was all about? The heart line. The heart line. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So how do you read the heart line? Like, is that sort of uh, how you go with it? Again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I read all that into it, but uh, uh, I don't know. I, mine's all energy. I think I read a little bit on what I see and then the rest is sort of what I get just what I guess it's just over the years of doing it that's just the way it comes across because honestly when I looked at the the palmistry I was like yeah I should better look at that I haven't really <laughs> looked at the lines as such for a while right so um, only just what I have in memory and by the energies of touching people so it's really that's really interesting yeah I thought I thought this was a pretty good site uh, and again is, I'll, I'll post the site so if you want to check it out yourself there was way more information on these sites than, than I have but I just took the relevant stuff so mm -hmm. this is about the only one that I can really read um and I do okay is the lifeline you do well uh yes. so make no mistake the lifeline is no joke so you shouldn't make false interpretations as aka you're going to have a short life especially if you're not a professionally trained practitioner furthermore this key line is actually about your life's journey and not your death in fact a short line represents independence and self-determination located under the headline the lifeline reveals your experiences and the depths include uh, indicates their abundance and i think for myself i've always i mean i do sometimes i think a short line does mean that you don't have a long time in this world, but kinds of things around it. Yeah. Too. But they, the lifeline can just tell you so much about a person and their traumas and their, yeah. you know, obstacles that they've been through and yeah. health. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it, yeah, it can tell you on the lifeline too, where the person may suffer from ailments like later on in life or, or things like that or you know that kind of thing um different uh life paths too can happen with that i find on the uh, lifeline yeah and where you've changed your direction of where you were traveling in your life is uh, interesting too and i find for myself when i'm reading it too sometimes when it breaks apart it almost signifies for me um a choice at that point yes, of, yes. of how long your life is going to last or the different path you're going to take, yep. depending on how you um, 
deal with a situation, especially if it's a health situation or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The lifelines are really cool one. So I, I guess that's maybe why the, that's the only one I really know. <laughs> uh, the fate line, a vertical crease situated at, in the center of your palm, the fate line unveils how your life will be influenced by external circumstances under your control. This line is malleable, meaning it's constantly changing. It's good to observe it when you're going through a significant shift in your life. Itchy hands, professional palmists believe that is a sign of upcoming changes. Our palms naturally evolve throughout our lives, but the fate line transforms most frequently. Whenever you're experiencing a massive shift, whether personal or professional, take a quick peek at the fate line. Has it changed? Palmists believe that itchy hands are a sign of, oh, so it again, upcoming changes. So stay attuned to the psychological clue as well. Ah, didn't know that. Didn't know that. Very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. yep. See, I told you when I picked up, I thought, I better look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sun line was the only other one that I did. Uh, is the vertical crease near the pinky side of the palm is known as the sun line. It represents fame, legacy, and public image. Its length, depth, and position vary. Together with the fate line, you can gain insight into the level of success you can achieve. If the sun line and fate line intersect or run parallel, it's an indicator that your reputation may be affected by events you can't control. If these two lines aren't close to one another, it, su it suggests you're steering the ship. So I thought that was really cool. And of course there is ones that um, marriage lines and the kids lines. Cause I remember, I think I must've drove my mother nuts and all my girlfriends must've drove my mother nuts when we were young. Cause of yeah. course that was always, tell me how many kids I'm going to have. When am I, <laughs> how many marriages am I going to have? And that's interesting too, because uh, sometimes your hand won't read that yet um, because you haven't even decided. Uh, you'll have the one hand that says, oh, yeah, this is what it's going to be. But, you know, then the other hand goes, oh, no, this is what it really is. You know, this is what I want. This is what it really is. So I think um, with some people, particularly when they're younger and in their teens and that kind of thing, um, th they don't know what they want to do yet. And so the lines have not really dictated that for you to tell them. And so if you read something like that and you can't see it, don't get discouraged. It's just not time for them yet. And didn't you read our granddaughter Sasha's hands and that was yes. the instance there? That's right. Yes. That's right. And uh, so, I mean, yes. And, and it was interesting because even with the boys, both Kimmy's boys, like after they were born and I picked up their little hands and I wanted to see, um, you know, uh, what was going to be indicated in their life sort of thing. And again, because they're just new to this world, and um and a lot of them this is the first time around i call it again another subject sometime down the road but if it's just hard any lines in their hands they're very they could be because they have only been around once and they still have lots to learn or they're going to be somebody that's very very um steadfast in what they're going to do in their life and they could be very famous so i mean yes it's um um really interesting and um there's so i mean Every person that reads a palm is going to read it differently um, because of what they pick up from the person too. So that is really important thing to know as well. And, uh, and yes, I'm, I have so many lines and stars on my hands. It's crazy. They say that if you have 
a lot of stars on your hands. That means you're very psychic and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, again, uh, each person that raised your hand is going to read it for what they see and how they feel about it. So, um, um, you can read it though. It's really interesting stuff to read and yeah, it will give you a good plant on some people and, uh, they'll go, wow, how did you know that? Just from reading a few lines in their hands. It's quite cool. Yeah. And you literally took the words out of my mouth because I was thinking about the star thing. The other thing I remember when we were young and you were reading hands was about the fingers and the shape of the fingers. And that was indicative to rather somebody was had a bad temper or could be maybe abusive or... And that is very, uh, yeah, because the fingers are really, really good for telling you about people, the way the nails are and how the thumb is and um, that kind of thing. The thumb is really, really directive in telling you things about a person. So, yeah, it's uh, quite cool if you get into that part of it, too. I haven't done that figure part too much lately. I should probably get back into that. <laughs> Just made me think of it when we were talking about this, just different things that I remember you saying, like as far as the marriage and the fingers and, um, you know, especially nice if you kind of know these things, if you get into them, you're dating or something like that, kind of, yeah, look over, see what their hands are like, yeah. who you're getting involved with. and you Yeah, because you certainly don't want to get somebody that uh, have a bulbous thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> again, uh, we don't want to get too much into the negative side of things and try to keep it as positive as we can. But again, too, with that, too, is uh, if you decided that you wanted to do palmistry and that, again, protect yourself before you do it because you can really pick up some energies from people once you start feeling the energies, and some of them aren't so nice. So you have to know how to protect yourself so that you don't feed into that, too. And like with everything where there, there needs to be dark to be light. So, yes, yes. um, you know, you have to look at that. Like even when we look at ourselves and do our own work with our own person of who we are, they call it shadow work. And it's basically looking at the things that you have in the dark to be able to turn more into light that you can work on and adapt with and things like that. So in all this energy, there is the negative and there has to be the negative. But if you protect yourself, at least, then you're you're not going to attach that. You know, we have our own negative energy. We don't need to start collecting other people's as we're going around. No. And I mean, if you uh, are a person that picks up on people and energies easily, too, I mean, it can make you depressed in that, too. So uh, making sure that you do um, bless yourself and put white light around yourself, then if you are a person that's inclined to be depressed and that kind of thing, then you won't compact it onto you. That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. So it's a good thing to know. And we had a listener that said that, that they didn't realize that about energy and, and how it can easily adapt and what well, was Shayla. And she was just talking about her grandfather's ashes and, you know, learning then how to white light. So she found that very interesting when we were talking about very that. Much so, very much so. Yeah. So it is very true because if you are at all energy em person, then you, you definitely pick up on it so much more, but true. So, and that's why I picked out those cards of yours. Um, 
because they were energy cards and um, and because this is all in our, about energy, um, you know, uh, we have to keep that in our minds that um, energy can bring on so much around you. So yeah, protect yourself. And like we talked the last time, when you open up to the energy and you're you're basically talking to your angels, guides, spirit, whatever you want to call it, and you're connecting to that higher realm to bring these messages in, you are connecting to that. So you don't know what's going to come in, even if your intention, which I think most people's is to have that positive energy yeah. coming in. Yeah. And there's so many different forms of divination too that we can get into as we <laughs> go along. There's, you know... Yeah, the scrying, so we can talk about that maybe one time. There's yeah. bibliomancy, which is basically looking in books for your answers. Yes, there, there's, yeah, there's so many different things that you can do, which which is just fascinates me. It does. I mean, the, the thing with all of this, anyways, it's all fascinating. And uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at, it's still fascinating and... Um, um, no matter how long I've been doing this stuff, I still have times where I'm wow, I'm wowed by the information that comes through. So, um, yeah, I let it happen. It's fine. Yeah. So you'll have to hit us up and let us know if uh, you do palmistry or if you try any of these things. We'd love to. We'd love to hear that. And um, I think that's good. For we today. everything that was I uh, asked of us from. Anybody else? I, this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. Don't forget to go on and, and rate us, and um, uh, please share our um, our podcast. We really appreciate it, and uh, you know, and also leave messages for us so we can get back to you as well. Kimmy's a, a good one for that. So um, she's very busy, this girl. <laughs> so uh, yes. So you can check us out on Facebook. We have our the podcast on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. I try to post just from my personal account on Twitter, just to you know get some stuff. I haven't actually made the time to go on there and create a thing. We have our email. You're still learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can catch us on Anchor, or Spotify. So please feel free to like and share and comment because like we said, it, it does help us with our future podcasts of what you're interested in hearing. And, and thank um, you. Thank you too for staying with us and listening to us. We really, really, really are grateful. Yes, and indeed. And it's been nice too, because you've really reconnected us with some of the things that we used to do and that we enjoyed doing and and had either you know push to the back just yeah it's 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 been a wonderful experience opening so. us right up here it's been real fun so, so yes so thank you and have a magical day and we will catch you next time bye bye